0: Hey, I'm Brad Calmo, to Calgary, Alberta.
1: And I'm Bob Tompkins out of Anderson, South Carolina. And this is the Bob and Brad show. And today we're talking about that age old dilemma. What to post on your personal business accounts.
0: Hey, welcome back to the Bob and Brad show. And on this week's episode, as Bob was talking about, we're going to be talking about what should you be posting? How much of your personal life do you share in your business accounts? Where do you draw the line? What's the right blend of telling your authentic story? So we're going to be discussing that. But before we do, we want to just remind you that you can go and find back episodes on YouTube. And you can always just check us out on one of your favorite podcast players, because all of our episodes are there as well. And plus, on top of that, over the next couple of weeks, we have some huge guests that are going to be on the show, some people that we're really excited to be able to sit down
1: and talk to. Uh, Bob, are we sharing those names yet? Uh, that is entirely up to you, Brad. If they flake <laughs> on us last minute, you know, I don't... <laughs> we've already put it out there that they're going to be on the show. Yeah, but, yeah, we can we can absolutely name drop. I got no problem with that. Who are we interviewing this week? We this got coming Chris,
0: week. We got Chris Smith from Curator, uh, published author, uh, brilliant mind in the marketing space. So excited to be able to talk to him about what he's doing over at Curator, what his thoughts are on branding and the whole real estate age. You know, the whole real estate industry in general, where it's going, what agents can be doing to really separate themselves. Uh, from the pack. And of course, we've got one more big guest following that as well, which we're also excited to sit down with.
1: Who's that? Yeah, we got we got Nick Bailey, uh, the CCO over at Remax, um, host of Good Morning Remax, you know, a weekly video show that the company puts out. So um, pretty cool for us to be able to have him on. You know, we've already had Adam Contos on, so basically having the right and left hand of Remax um, on the show, it's gonna be pretty cool for us. Looking forward to it. I
0: mean, Nick has got—he's uh, got a real long career in the real estate industry. Wasn't he actually the
1: CEO of Coldwell Banker? Is that right? No, Century Twenty One. Century Twenty One. Yep, CEO of Century Twenty One. He started off as an agent, so I mean, he's got an agent background, which is super unique for somebody yeah. in, the, in that in um, that in that space. So excited to have him on because. For somebody who started at our level and worked their way up to being a CEO, being a CCO, like he, he's got an in-depth level of knowledge on this yeah. business that, that our, you know, our listeners can learn a lot from.
0: Yeah, he's going to bring a full new perspective uh, to, to what it is that we're talking about. So I'm excited to hear from him. So Chris Smith and Nick Bailey, a couple of big episodes coming up for us. We're excited to sit down with them. I think you're going to get a lot of value out of those as well. But now, Bob, before we get started, I think there's one person that you owe a small apology to, Mr. Malcolm Lawson from last, <laughs> from last week's episode, when out of the blue, you kind of you went after him a little bit, oh, and he man. is just a lovely, intelligent, beautiful man. And, uh, and, uh, you guys had a nice little back and forth after we dropped him as one of those top five agents you should be watching. If you haven't checked out that episode, go back and check it out because he's one of those creators out there that is just, boy, if you want to blow up your business, just do what Malcolm does. Uh, You're going to be just fine.
1: Malcolm's one of those guys that I I really do like a lot. Um, and, uh, maybe I kind of went a little off uh off base because i didn't <laughs> we don't actually have that good of a relationship <laughs> for me to sit here and just trash him so i mean I, you know i think i, th- I th- think
0: you went after him just having a little bit of fun but hey malcolm yeah. we love you over here at the bob and bradson you know I, I i love you and you know bob does too and uh, i mean when i look at bob and me i don't think either one of us are we're not uh you know no one's casting no. us in any uh in any magazines that's for sure so anyways back to the show Bob we're gonna be talking about personal versus business now this one I find I find this is an interesting topic because the very first question that you have when you're thinking okay I want to get out there I want to start posting more content I want to get on Instagram I want to start doing my Instagram stories posting on YouTube all that stuff the very first question you have is well what should I share right so then we start sharing like, oh, the easy stuff. Okay. I've got a sign in front of this house and it just sold. So I'm going to, I'm going to post that property of just sold on Instagram. Right. right. And then you look at some realtors feeds and you realize for after a year or two, that's all their content is. It's just a sold sign. It's a coming soon. Uh, it's a, a few pictures like a car- photo carousel, of four or five photos. And you realize that they're getting no engagement and no growth because no one cares. Right. I argue that I, I would actually argue that no one cares about any of your solds. Um, right. You know, and most of the con- congratulations, oh, huge, you know, congratulations to our clients on moving on. Unless you have a deeper story to share, some added value that, uh, that your audience will find insightful, if it's just if it's just a congratulations, a backhanded congratulations to yourself, I personally wouldn't post it, and that's that's why I th- I think we've had a lot of success is we share a lot of our personal lives on there, but yeah. only to an extent, and and that's what we're really trying to find out this week is where is the line that we should be drawing. So, like, let's let's talk about. Obviously, I think the biggest thing is like religious beliefs and political beliefs.
1: I know that those are, those are two huge, those are two huge kickers, Brad. I mean, so uh, my background before I was an agent was I was a bartender Mm -hmm. and uh, the rule of thumb that we had in the bar was you don't talk about religion and you don't talk about politics because no one here wants to talk about those two things. Um, So I feel like when, when we're talking about our social media pages there's an aspect of like, we're actually genuinely sharing our lives. It's a little bit less of the bar, but at the same time, that philosophy still rings in my head of like, if you're going to talk about politics, or you're going to talk about religion. They need to be things that you are very passionate about, like something that you are willing to die on, like that, that point or that topic, if you're going to share those things, because, mm-hmm. you know, if you're just going to go out and throw out different, like Republican or Democrat or, you know, conservative, liberal sort of ideologies, or if you're going to throw out your religious beliefs, it better Mm -hmm. be something that you're willing to lose business over. Because if not, you really can't get mad if people are upset with you for posting. Yeah. And so uh,
0: I unfollowed someone today um, because their IG story showed like a political slogan or a, you know, slogan for one political party And some like super sexually suggestive graphic along, along with it, that was just disgusting. Like it was, and, and so for me, I I saw that and I just think, yeah, you know what I get, we, the reality is in real estate, Hey, you, you don't need 10,000 fans, you know, you could have 500 Fans in your market. And if they're all, you know, if they're all very, very strongly on one side of the, of the spectrum, that's, that's fine. I guess you're maybe preaching to that choir, but like, don't follow me. I'm not interested in seeing anything like that. Um, Like I, I don't get involved in politics. I am a religious guy. Um, I don't share so much of that stuff on there because I do respect everyone's right to have their own opinion, to share their own faith, share their own beliefs. That's that's completely fine. And I know some people have done a, a really great job of, of getting out there and getting dialogue and engagement and all that stuff. However, I, for me, it just comes back to the thing that I would never grow my business on the back of my my faith. I wouldn't use right. my, my faith as a way to engage with people. So, and that's maybe just a personal thing, but that's a personal line that I've sort of drawn I'm more than happy to, you know, say that I'm a man of faith or that I, that I have, um, you know, a belief system. I'm just, it's not something that I'm going to go and share with everyone else. Cause I don't want right. that to be the focus. And I, um, And as far as the politics go, too, I see a lot of a lot of people doing it. But it's obviously it's a lightning rod. You can you can have a lot of success with it, too, I guess.
1: Well, right. And I mean, this is this is something for me that I mean, if you if people really know me, they know this about me. I went to school to be a pastor. Like that's Mm -hmm. what I went to school for. I went to a Southern Baptist school. Um, I was a youth pastor before I got out of um, actually full time service in the ministry. Religion is a big part of my life. There's nothing that gets posted about it. Like if, I mean, maybe once a year, but if somebody Mm -hmm. approaches me personally about it, I'll have the conversation all day long. I, you know, I want to, but I'm not going to put it out there because that's like, you know, my social media generates my business, which provides for my family. I'm not going to infringe on other people's space in social media to make them feel like they're being preached at. That's not why people are on social media. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the other thing is I'm extremely political. Like it's, you know, I, me and you have had a, had a conversation yesterday. Uh, I mean, I'm running for public office. Like that's, (laughs) I'm very political. You would never know it on my social media page other than once we kind of get into the campaign, then, I mean, it'll have to be there, but you know, it's, it's one of those things. I'm not putting that out because that's going to deter people. People aren't going to like that. You know, it's, it's finding a balance. And for me, I'm very political. I'm very religious, but those places, you know, those things don't have a place really on my social media.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I guess I think in in a lot of cases, I keep coming back to the, you know, what, what does my voice add to the discussion anyways? Right. Um, you know, I'm not a really, really, I hate to speak on something. I don't know all sides of all stories on, I just, I just dislike it because I find myself, I would come back and retract everything. I I feel like i come back to conversations with friends all the time. Like I apologize. I didn't maybe understand what we were talking about there. Right. You know, like, so It's just something for me. I don't want to be misquoted. I don't want to be misrepresented, but I think overall, when we come that, that thought of personal versus business, right? Because obviously there's social causes, uh, that, are on the top of everyone's minds right now, right? Then there's causes within our own communities that, um, that we can do a lot of good as, as agents, as public people, that are in the community that we can do a lot of of good to bring attention to. So I think there is just finding that line of where this feels authentic to you but it's also maybe not alienating to others or excluding others. I, I I believe I just don't believe now is the time to be dividing people. I don't believe now is the time to, um, uh, yeah. I, I guess that's maybe where I keep struggling with with this idea right. of sort of you know what parts what parts to share, what parts not. Well,
1: share. I, I think just as a general human being, and then also mm-hmm. it's it's a good business practice as well. If you create a social um, media and like atmosphere around your post that attracts people and offers encouragement. And, you know, you're kind of a light in a dark place, mm-hmm. then people are going to be drawn to you. They're going to want to interact with your stuff. Um, I feel like going back to what we started with when you're just posting solds or, you know, a closing picture, I used to do that a lot when I first got into the business. Cause I felt like I had to show people that I was being successful, but for the most part, people don't care. And all they see is they're like, oh, well, you're just showing how successful you are. If you share with people the journey of getting there, the struggles you're going through, some of the flaws that you have, um, not to the point of airing dirty laundry, but just going up there and saying like, hey, you know, this is something I've struggled with. This is how I got to where I am. This is an obstacle I had to overcome. People see that and they see what you had to go through to find the success. And Mm -hmm. it's encouraging to them to be able to try and find the same sort of success in their life. That's right. And I think there's a balance between,
0: um, that idea of sharing solely successful, uh, posts like posts about being top producers, about being number one in your office, about how many homes you've sold, that kind of stuff. I think there's a balance between that and also just being a positive force. And, and so for me, I look at like that. Why are meme accounts so popular? Because people go and watch these meme accounts and it's like, it's a dumb joke. It's an escape from reality. It's easily shareable. It's just, it's a place to unplug from all the other opinions and just this, this constant sort of barrage of, uh, of what, what you're dealing with of negativity that's out there. So I find that if I can just keep my social, my videos, my posts, all that stuff, positive. That's actually as much for me as it is for my audience because I do better when I'm positive. I work better for my clients. I feel better when I focus on the positive things. So when I talk about, say, a struggle that I'm facing in my business, something that I share sort of personally, like I recently posted about just how sort of my reaction to COVID was probably more fear-based, really went into work, worked a lot of extra hours. Yes, it was good for my business. Was it as good for my family, my personal health, my personal life? That was more of a, it's more of a question. It was definitely out of balance. And so sharing that sort of struggle of trying to find a balance is something that is real that I was kind of going through and something that I continue to deal with and it's also still positive because a lot of us are feeling that same sort of fear and question of like are we doing enough did we do enough during this pandemic what's going to happen if a second wave or if it shuts down there's a lot of people out there with similar struggles to you so right. if you can give a voice to some of those struggles but with a positive slant you might find that you get some conversations going with people that are actually pretty meaningful you know in a place like instagram or right. you know youtube
1: but you you bring up a big point Brad it, what you post is not just something for your followers and whether or not you get engagement it's also for yourself mm-hmm. and there's a huge you know huge psychological part to the the fact that repetition builds habits and mm-hmm. if you are repeated or repetitive about being negative like you're just yeah. constantly negative then you're going to become and embody that negativity whereas yeah. if you're putting out positivity and, and you're saying like, Hey, here's how I'm working through a struggle. This is the mm-hmm. you know result I'm finding. Then you're building up in yourself, this sense of positivity and self-worth that goes a very long way, just as far as general happiness is concerned. I agree. So let's, let's move on then to some of these other
0: aspects of our kind of our personal lives that we, that we have, right? Because There's showings, there's all of our business side of things that we can kind of document. But then there's also parts of our life that we can document like, oh, going for a round of golf, right? Or Mm -hmm. maybe we're on vacation. Uh, I went camping last week. Now, I've got 17 listings, super busy with work. Hey, no, but it's like really busy with work, filming a, a big, beautiful home today, really excited about it. But during those five days that I was away, I didn't post that much, and I didn't post because some of those properties haven't sold, right? Some aren't aren't selling. Some haven't had as many showings. And my thought as I'm posting is, will my sellers see this and think, "Why is Brad on vacation and not working to sell my house?" Right? So I struggle oftentimes when it comes to sharing some of those personal stories. I, I might round it up with a photo or a couple of stories one day and kind of round it up as, Hey, this was a great break from work. We've been going strong. We've been busy lots going on and we've got a really crazy end of our August. So we're using this four or five days to really recharge our batteries with family. Most people will respect that. People understand that we're, you know, not machines and all that. But if it's five days of, of me, you know, just posting Instagram stories of us at the beach on a boat, Right. camping by the fire, all that kind of stuff. I, I just worry that my actual clients are going to look at that and think, Hey, uh, right. are you not working well, for us?
1: I, I do think on the flip side of that, and this is I post a little bit more about stuff when I'm out of town or I'm on vacation. Yeah. Because for me, I want, I mean, I, I've tried to build my business in a way that the people that I work with respect my time. Yeah. And, and, from my perspective, they can't respect my time if I don't let them know what's going on. So when I put out there like, hey, I'm on vacation. Hey, I'm doing this. You know, I'm, I'm going out. I've got a date night tonight. Um, I tell if my clients message me and I'm going out on a date night with Christine. I tell them like, hey, I text them back. I'm like, hey, I can't respond tonight. I'll be back in touch with you in the morning because I'm out. I'm out with my wife. So it's mm-hmm. like, I set these boundaries, but I ha- the, the only way those boundaries ever get set is by me putting it out, you know, and being relatively open about doing those things. Um, yeah. And I think at the end of the day, if you're able to have healthy conversations with your clients, then it, it's not a big deal because they understand, yeah. they get off work and they want to go hang out with their family. They want to, you know, part of their contract with their employer was negotiating that three weeks of vacation time. You sure. know, they... They understand that you need that. Now, I mean, I think it's a whole other thing if you're out, like you're flying down uh, to Florida every weekend to go hang out on the beach. Like that's a whole other story because then looking the people, at you, Erica, like,
0: looking at you, Erica. Right,
1: right, right. She lives <laughs> there. But <laughs> when you just see it over and over and over and over again, it's like, look, all they're doing is vacationing. Mm-hmm. It's different. I think when, when they see work, 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 you know, coming out of you all the time. And then you tell them and they see a social media post. It's like, Hey, we're going out of town for th- three or four days. They understand that. Like it's, it's a part sure. of life. That you've got to have those breaks. And honestly, I mean, this is my opinion. If a seller comes back to me and isn't understanding of the fact that I need some personal time, then that's not really the sort of person I want to work with anyways.
0: See, this is what I like about our conversations, Bob, is that a lot of times I feel like I work out my own neuroses <laughs> talking with you. Because I I really do struggle with this idea of, of, of personal versus business. And I would say um, where I've landed in, I think where I've landed uh, on the subject and where we've had a lot of success socially in our videos is I include sometimes my son and my daughter, you know, in a listing video. I work with my wife. We're very much a family brand. So I can I can show pictures of my daughter and I having like a coffee first thing in the morning, getting the day started. Those little elements of our life, I think are very, very important to share. Um, so personally, like who we are, if you're a family guy, if you're into a certain hobby, if you're into, you know, whatever, whatever it is, if you're involved in a social cause in your community, uh, if you can do so in a way that's, that's positive, share that as much of that as possible And if you want to include, you know, I actually don't think there's there's any sort of business profile. There shouldn't be a real business profile. Like you're a human being, you're not a corporation. And the more your Instagram account looks like a corporation, the less people are going to want to follow and engage with you. Yeah. Right. And that's, I think that's the challenge. So it's going to be about finding that balance where it feels like you are telling your authentic story of who you are. You are being your authentic self. So it's easy for you to pick up the camera and share your story without having to, you know, put on a different face or put on a different, um, you know, kind of, you know, mentality for that post. Just get on there and, and kind of share your story in, in that way. That's where we've had the most success. And all the little imperfections that we, that we have. When we speak live, you know, with our physical appearance, all that stuff, people don't care. People actually really enjoy seeing uh, just a right. real well, person in an industry that is thought to be pretty much plasticine.
1: Right. And, and I mean, the thing is, is, and I repeat this all the time, is when it comes to what you're putting out, if you're insecure about the way you look or the way you sound, literally everyone that follows you or is your friend has already gotten over all of your insecurities like yeah they follow you because they like you and that's that's the thing was when you're putting it out yeah you might get a troll every now and again that doesn't know who you are but for the most part people who follow you Mm -hmm. already like you they already know you um and when you were talking about like what to put out i think one thing that's really important i mean if you're a family man you know if you've got a certain activity that you enjoy the big thing for me is if you want to know what to say, listen to what people say to you. Because all the time, what do I get asked the most about? Well, right now, I get asked the most about my daughter. So mm-hmm. what is the best thing for me to post about? My daughter. Because it's what people want information about. You know, if, if the thing I'm being asked about the most is my bowling league, then I should post about my bowling league. No one ever cares about it, though, so no one ever asks me about it. But yeah, you know, it, the thing is, is, if people are asking you about something, if there's something you notice a trend of, this is what people want to know about my life, put that out there. Like, that's yeah. how you're going to create good engagement. You know that what you're posting is healthy um, for your social media thread. You know, it's, it's just a matter of listening to other people. What you think is important is not what people want to hear. What that's they think is important is what they want to hear.
0: That's right, and you know, what? Um, I, I've read that in you know the famous book How to Win Friends and Influence People. Have you ever heard of that book?
1: Mm-hmm. So heard, great, I haven't read it.
0: Great book. I actually just you know have just listened to the book uh, this spring, and one of the things that they talk about in it that he talks about in it is that basically the thing that is that people find most interesting are themselves, right? <laughs> right. So think what is interesting to the, to your audience. You know, even if it's not talking about something about yourself, like I see a lot of, obviously there's a lot of homes that are selling really quickly in the States up in my, in my community, there's a lot of homes that are sitting and there's a lot of challenges. So speaking to the fears and the concerns and the worries of those, those people, um, is a way to have that personal conversation about something that's, that's business speaking to the numbers. Not so much, you know, right. just inventory, all those things. People don't really resonate with that. But speaking to them personally about your own concerns, like I, I'm a homeowner. You know, I've seen what's been going on uh, with homes in our community. I know the challenges. I know the pricing. I know what our thoughts have been. I'm talking with a lot of people that are considering a move away from our city. I'm talking with investors who are considering coming to our city. Um, it's neat to see different, different sides of it, but to share those Sorts of stories can be really um, powerful because people are realizing, like, okay, uh, you know, it's okay for me to have these worries or these fears. Or Brad, someone who will understand my situation when right. it comes time to it, right? And uh, you know, a big part of our business is is confidentiality. And so, one of the things that I think I would imagine it happens in the U.S. as well is uh, that's one of the things that we owe our clients. Um, ethically. I love
1: I love that you put confidentiality in quotes.
0: You went, <laughs> one of the things important is confidentiality. Confidentiality. <laughs> no, but I mean, you think of it, right? Like I know a lot of clients, I know a lot of friends who I know are very private people. And so for them to work with a friend to sell their property is a big deal. And they yes. don't, just because they don't want someone, everyone else to know their business. And they want to know when that when that business happens and takes place with you, that it's not gonna end up at the dinner table with a bunch of other friends at some other time. And so that's, I always kind of keep that in mind even with my own personal shares is to say, okay, share my life, but try not to overshare too much right. to the point that people feel, or when I talk about stories that I, I, I protect anonymity, I speak vaguely, or I'm very clear, that a client has given me permission to tell the story because I want people in my community to know that if they're working with me, it can be completely between us as it will be. There's nothing that will be disclosed. It will always be confidential.
1: Yeah, I mean, the testament to myself on that is uh, I've had both my wife when she was buying or when we were buying our house and then two of my sister-in-laws, my father-in-law didn't know that they were buying houses, any of them (laughs) until they were under contract on a house. So like the thing is, if you're able to portray publicly that like that's the sort of confidentiality you get to where like their own parents won't find out if they don't want them to, yeah. Then I mean you're gonna you're gonna build a lot of trust with with your uh, with your client base.
0: Yeah, well, I think that's what I've been realizing is that the more and more comfortable we get sharing our lives and coming on here and having these discussions about business and putting content out into the world, there's this whole part. There's a large part of the general public who's not comfortable doing that, who wouldn't do it, who are more right. private, a little more introspective, or or just a little bit uh, not so comfortable sharing themselves. So, keeping that balance, keeping that in mind, I think actually has a real makes a lot of business sense as well. But it really does, Bob. I think we've talked everything we can about
1: personal versus business. We have today, hey, and talking talking about uh, some good social media posts. I, is that a proper nest hat? You know what? This is not. This is
0: actually It looks
1: an awful like a proper doesn't nest. Doesn't it? Hat.
0: I know. I would love yeah. to have a proper nest hat. So if Melissa or Nick want to send me out some proper nest swag, I'd love to carry it. Um this Did is you actually you see that video they put out though? Oh, it's beautiful. Blank it's beautiful. slate beautiful. or the other one? They, yes. they, they Blank slate. Two beautiful videos. Blank so that's slate. A, an honorable mention this week, the proper nest. Yeah. They, so there's someone that I have liked for a long time. I've always really liked their, their content. We didn't include them in, on the list last week, but literally in the last two or three weeks, they've released two very interesting pieces of content. One of them was sort of like a Wes Anderson movie inspired um, uh, style of, of a home with different people in the home and and they're each of their, their quarantine habits that they developed, which was a really cool concept. And then selling a piece of land. And they called it blank slate, and it's got this
1: kind of really you, epic trailer had, vibe to it. Had they put out the blank slate video before we did that top five list, <laughs> I probably, I probably would have wanted them on there. It was a great oh, video.
0: You know what? I love seeing people like that pushing themselves uh, like creatively because, I mean, it's wild to think what people are able to make when they're comfortable putting themselves out there, and 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 Absolutely. you start to you start to realize like, man, this between the gear and an idea and a little bit of like dedication to try to really craft a, a beautiful piece. Boy, it's not just the Wes Andersons of the world that can make something cool or not just these Hollywood right. directors, like people like you and I can go out there and create something that borders on art. It's pretty cool.
1: Very very Absolutely. Cool. So, so listen, before we go, before yes. we go tell people what tell people what that hat actually is cuz I feel like we left them hanging there.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. This hat is actually um, it's my home inspection company. Uh, he's got an app that he's been building called Inspectogram. So it's like Instagram, right? It's a very simple app for home inspectors and different people to kind of log and keep track of things like that in there. It's very simple and easy. And yeah, and actually on the inside of that hat, it says Inspectogram. And what does the owl mean? And so yeah. Anyways, it's part of his cool little bit of branding. Well, you know what's really funny about this is, guys in Hollywood, this guy sells, I don't know, uh, my home inspector drives a G Wagon and sells these hats to like Tom Hardy. So, Tom Hardy has like 25 of these hats. I don't know Whoa. why he has a home inspection company in Calgary's hats, but he wears their swag. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's kind of neat. That's Anyways, cool. so I always make sure that I, we uh, recommend him because then he brings hats to the
1: inspection for me yeah so absolutely great. i guess i should turn around my uh videographer's yeah. hat so represent we can... whale tail represent whale tail <laughs> that's right <laughs> well, listen guys thank you so much for
0: joining us this week on this episode of the bob and brad show like we said we got a couple of big guests coming up we're looking forward to having you join us for those we've also got some cool episodes planned for early september one of those episodes going to be based around story, how we can use the powerful concept of storytelling to create better and more engaging content, uh, whether it's our market updates, community videos, listing videos, whatever it is, how we can start weaving story to convert more clients into uh, sales. And then the next one that we're gonna be talking about as well is our top five don't do's top five mistakes that we see people uh, making when it comes uh, to their video content. So we'll be, stay tuned for those episodes. And in the meantime, Bob, thank you so much again for
1: another great conversation. Appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you, Brad. Always love getting on here with you.
0: All right, man. Take care guys. We'll we'll see you next
1: week.